What it is, what is good, what it do, gamers. This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71. And we are back. Season 3, Episode 8 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. I've got the partners in crime. We got Des, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, my friend? Great. Uh, nothing much. I'm just feeling great right now. Uh, doing well. I'm happy to be you know, back on the podcast, um, sharing all this gaming goodness with all you fine folks out there in podcast land. Thanks. All right. And, of course, we wouldn't be complete without... Trader Joe, the food max of gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Not much, man. Uh, glad to be on the show yet again. Uh, I, I have started to trade again, so I've what? got shocked. My... I'm shocked. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I'm not, but <laughs> yeah, this is just par for the course. I didn't even know you stopped. <laughs> oh, I, I all my games were in boxes, so I couldn't trade anything. So. <laughs> You hear that game stop? Hide your hide, hide your wives, hide your kids, hide your games. Are you kidding? No, they're little like Fun goes oh on man, the- he's he's back on board. Let, let me get him over to his my store. I can see I, I can see it now what happens. It's like it's like he walks in with like with like with like games in his hands and it goes into like slow motion, right? And and everyone kind of turns around and all the employees are like He's back, and they're like, "Yeah!" All these slow motion head nods, like, "Yeah, he's back!" And everyone starts cheering and explosions. We get our numbers up. Yeah, DJ Khaled comes out, and he's all like, "That fucking air horn," just walking in all slow, and his in his in his jean jorts, just all like, "Yeah, give me that credit, bitches." Uh, there's no credit to be got, actually. I mean, but... give me that boomerang, give me that flip. Whatever, uh, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! Bam! <laughs> okay, I don't know how you followed that up. Sorry. That epic. <laughs> like I'm, I, it's like a, it's like a scene. It's like a scene in my head. It's like he's back. Trade a joke. Like a back. John Wood. All we need is doves flying through yep, the exactly. doorway. It's <laughs> like doves. Like John Wood. I'm back. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the GameStop managers are like, no, he's back. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> so what are we talking about on yeah, today's what show? What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're just welcoming uh, and getting back on the show. So we're just saying. Oh, I bet I bet Joe's just on the just, just shaking his head like mm. yeah he's just like mm. these two idiots like damn it <laughs> <laughs> well Joe what you been gaming man not much man not much uh, I've been kind of just more focusing on getting everything set up here so um gaming i've kind of dabbled in is kind of just like you know nothing too meaty uh just a lot of arcadey type games so uh uh, playing little neo geo turf masters i know me and nick had a good uh um 
head-to-head match a couple weeks ago where um, basically we wound up uh, going to a playoff. We were tied after 18 holes, and I wound up winning on the, like, uh, second hole of the uh, sudden death playoff. So, you know, me and Nick kind of go head-to-head in that. So, uh, so. so who's Nick? I mean, you just can't introduce somebody, you know, and not explain who the person is. You know, who is this? This person who like who who took it to the hole, and you had you, you had to you had to decide who was the winner, and like and like you know, sudden death overtime. Like, who is this person? We talked about Nick before. He's have, the guy that, but, uh, but, um, yeah. But, but our but our, our listeners, you know, you never know who's 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 tuning in for the first time. You know. Gotcha. Well, our friend Nick, uh, he is a. A quite noted retro enthusiast, and so um, he's helped us, each of us, build uh, retro pies on there. So uh, not help, he built, he built something. Oh, I know. Our, 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 he, he did all cash, the work. Our cash funneled his uh, candy work, so he loves to dabble in retro items, including restoring cabinets, uh, making his own cabinets, uh, doing all sorts of shenanigans. So basically, a lot of. Uh, my retroness, as far as playing older games, and we talk about on the show, is because of uh, Nick's. Uh, um, I wouldn't say enabling behaviors, but it's just the point of his enthusiasm per se. So, you know. So, uh, so, so, what what system were you playing that on? Uh, Neo Geo Turfmasters. So we're playing on his stand-up arcade. Oh, uh, oh, so, so so it wasn't my RetroPie. It was. You know, because I still haven't gotten that. I'm just saying, you know, for those who all y'all are paying attention, you know, I haven't, I haven't gotten it yet. So just <laughs> sitting in the box, man. You, you can drive down here and come and collect it anytime. Yo, you ask want, to sir. send it to me too. <laughs> I could. Shipping's not free though, sir. Oh, <laughs> see that? Well, see I'm, that? Gonna get, I'm gonna get my horse and deliver it like uh, Federal Express. Like the, come on, the Pony yeah. Express. Pony huh? Express. <laughs> Yeah, but you got what? You got three dogs, or no? You got you got two dogs. <laughs> Hook them up to the sled. And come on, Santa. <laughs> so, but yeah. on Misty, on Jack, <laughs> yep, on Meowth, Meowth leading the Turf Masters was quite a golf sensation. I still dabble in the game, but uh, I want to get back to everybody's golf. I know that's something that um, I've been meaning to kind of throw in and, and get that. Have fire you introduced Nick to that? Because if, no. if you guys like uh, Neo Geo Turf Masters, I think he'd probably dig uh, everybody's. I know, but the problem is, is, sir, he loves retro games. He doesn't give a flying patoot about <laughs> modern consoles. So he owns an Xbox One, and that's it. So it's like, you know, I've been uh, pleading like uh, Moses from the Mount about him maybe dropping down and getting a PlayStation 4 since uh, there's not a ton of, like, you know, little arcade games there's 10 of our little arcade games on xbox one uh, i, I kind of take that back but everybody's golf is not on xbox one that's the only thing so still a really good game yeah excellent game i need to get back to playing that myself yeah so i'm oh, sorry go ahead i'm also playing a few other things though um pang adventures i finally finished the actual adventure mode in the game so i've been just dabbling in the arcade mode now but i'm probably not going to be playing it too much you know it's like uh there's only two more trophies for me to get, and I looked online, and it's like the as far as people online, it's like 0.1 percent, not even a one percent, but 0.1 of a uh, percent people <laughs> obtain the last two trophies in the game, and it's just like ridiculous. I think you have to beat the arcade mode all there, all on three men, you know, getting some one ups here and there, and uh, 
And yeah, I think the other trophy is just so unattainable that uh, it's something that I just want to, you know, it was a good game to play, but you know, I'll play the arcade mode, but I'm not going to, you know, do multiple runs of this thing, you know, so I also been uh, playing Bloodstained Curse in the Moon a little bit. I kind of fired that up a couple weeks ago. I haven't gotten back to it, but uh, that's the uh, 8-bit uh, uh, Castlevania style Bloodstained game uh, from uh, Inti Creates on there and that thing is straight up like playing a sequel to dracula um castlevania 3 dracula's curse man it's like <laughs> it's 8-bit goodness it's like uh i just love that they distilled everything down and uh i think it's worthy of a playthrough if you guys haven't had a chance to play through it yet so okay. and that's pretty much been my abbreviated playlist unfortunately so okay well des what you been up to my friend Unfortunately, <clears throat> I've been mostly up to uh, school, full-time school and work. So uh, Also full-time? <laughs> yeah, so so I haven't really had uh, a lot of times to play much games. I know uh, I really was... Um, I really was um, into you know, Spider-Man, and I played the hell out of that game. And I was just... Ooh, it was so good. Um, and that was the last game that I really sunk any any you know time and an effort into uh just really just a really good game um if you have not played it or bought it you really should it's really really good and worth your time um so after that i was kind of dabbling went back to uh divinity original sin 2 which is kind of like um see games like that I, i have a hard time picking one class and sticking with it because there's so much diversity and 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 ways that you can play that it's just like ah you know what am I gonna do and you know I find someone new and I read guides and I'm thinking about what can be cool and shit like that so but the problem is I just can't really seem to find out exactly what you know what I want to play so I get really far and then I got bored with the build and I'll not do something different so it's like what am I doing and then there's and I was playing um and then uh the new Dragon Quest game so it's just like between those two games i was kind of like you know what am i gonna do like and then it's just kind of really just wanting something that i can sink my sink my teeth into because i'm an rpg fan more than anything so um so yeah so now i'm just trying to decide you know what exactly i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna really kind of sink my teeth in it and play um i did uh plug in my uh 3ds uh again or my 2ds sorry you know as i'm trying to decide you know what kind of uh, games I want to play with that, you know, 2DS is one of those uh, systems that's really really fun. Um, it's portable. It's really good. Um, so I'm trying to decide, you know, maybe I can, you know, start playing using that and playing those game, uh, playing playing that system when I'm on the go. Because I know both of you play play yours a lot. So a little later on. You know, I kind of want to talk to folks about, or or you you guys can give me some recommendations of games that that I could play on the um, on the two DS. And you out there, y'all out there listening, you can just kind of you know tweet us or send us an email. Like, what you know, two DS or three DS games you know are your favorite games or games that you're you're wanting to play. You know, that way, because I have a I have a I have a few, and I can't say that I have a lot, and probably not definitely not as much as Joe. But I was just trying to think about games that I can um, that can play on on that system as well. So if you got any ideas or any thoughts, you know, share them in the comments or uh, 
tweet 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 at us and uh, let me know you know what what two DS games should I try to play? How about you two? What two DS games do you think I should try? Hmm. I would say Project X Zone. Okay. I would say Project X. X I didn't play the first one, but I would say Project X Zone two definitely for sure. Mm. Um, I that game just really captivated captivated me with the gameplay mechanics. It's a bad crap crazy story. You know, like I said before, makes no sense. But the uh, is very simplified uh, RTS mechanics. But the neat thing is that the actual fight scenes kind of play out like a beat 'em up or a fighting game. Uh, you have to time your attacks because it's all based on an air juggle system. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand and. Uh, know what your follow-up attacks are going to be because you can have up to two teams attack the same target. And that's where the uh, the air juggle state uh, mechanics come in. So it's timing, it's knowing what your follow-up attacks are going to be to get your maximum damage output, particularly on the bosses. So I would say if that sounds at all interesting to you, you know, if you would like to see Chris and Jill teamed up with Morgan and Dimitri, um, if that anyway seems in, of interest, I would say check that out okay. for sure. Cool. cool. Thank you. Joe? Uh, well, as far as what I would recommend that you play, I know you're an RPG guy, but I know you've been kind of resistant playing Shin Megami Tensei, but the Strange Journey Remix just came out a few months ago, and I know you could grab that uh, a little bit cheaper on that uh, than usual on that, but uh, I don't know if that would... Um, I know you don't like messing with that that series for some reason. Yeah, that series is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. I know, because I don't know if it's the demon kind of negotiating and collecting that the kind of... Well, I, I just, there's just a lot of collection, you know, thing going on with that. And, it, you know, it's nothing that it's, like, really, you know, not interesting. It's just, you know, the... the uh, I don't know, there's just a lot to do. Yeah. Uh, another game, too, which I, I'm actually holding for you right now, because I bought it for you for 15 bucks, is Radiant Historia. <laughs> Oh, yeah. on there uh perfect chronology uh came out not too long ago from atlas on there and literally this is a uh a classic uh, jrpg that uh, was originally released for ds back in 2011 mm-hmm. on there but uh, it's like uh, pretty much held in pretty high esteem on there out there so if you do love your turn-based rpgs and you know it's pretty much a uh, Something that I would definitely recommend, of course, Dragon Quest uh, Seven, Dragon Quest Eight. I think you own both already, though, right? I do, and those games are both really good. So if you haven't, if you haven't played either of those games, uh, you really should because they are super good. I know. So you, you know, if you have Dragon Quest Seven and Eight to play, geez, there's like a, like hundreds of hours right there. I know, there, but that's so. the thing about those games is like you know I need it because like I really enjoyed. Um, like I really enjoyed um what was it Phantom or uh Bravely Default but I just you know I, I just thought those games were just kind of like the the systems were really cool but they just became really long in the tooth so I was just like you know uh oh, were you looking for more of an action game is that what you're looking for mainly or Yeah I think I think cuz I need I need a game that I can just kind of like you know 
um, really just kind of sink my teeth. And that's why I was thinking about what Kevin was talking about. You know, um, you can just kind of go in, play a little bit, be done with it, you know, and, and come back and come back to it, you know, because that's the yeah. thing. Like, I need a game that's going to be a little bit more, um, what's it called? A Pick up bit, and play. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. those games are a lot of fun. Um, but again, that's something we can talk about a little bit more. But uh, but again, that's just kind of like, you know, something that I was, you know, that I was thinking about. Have you tried Luigi's Mansion, the first one? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I own it, actually. Those, those, are, really, oh, those are all really good no, games. They just re-released the first one from GameCube on the 3DS yesterday, so... Oh, I don't have that one. (laughs) And if you want to play something on the go, man, uh, if you want to play something that's action-based and maybe not as deep, uh, I would say maybe Hyrule Warriors Legends or uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, you know, a couple Musou games. Run around, kill people, beat beat them up. Yeah, (laughs) got it. Cool. All right, everybody. So that's that's pretty much what 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 I've been playing or or, or not playing. So, <laughs> so uh, Joe, what have you been playing? I already talked about what I've been playing. Sorry, Kevin. So. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's I apologize. Yeah, Kevin's up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I've been playing Vacation Time. There you go. Uh, yeah, I was. I got two weeks off uh, from work. Uh, one week was spent in Mexico. We hit up uh, Cabo San Lucas and Puerto Vallarta. Got sick during the trip, but we made up. We made up for it towards the end. Uh, picked up a few trinkets and whatnot. Got me. A, I overpaid for some "quote unquote" authentic Mexican uh, bowls. And uh, but the neat thing, the the coolest thing I think I brought back is I brought back some margarita glasses and some. Uh, uh, I guess like regular drink, you know, glasses uh, that were at this um, in Puerto Vallarta. There was this uh, glass, this glass shop. They they make all their own stuff. It's like there's just like a couple of guys that are in there that you know that have been working for years and years and years and years and years, and they they blow the their blood they blow their own glass and everything is you can tell it's not the stuff is not manufactured because there's these slight imperfections in each glass that you can tell that this stuff was handmade but it's those slight imperfections that give everything its own unique character um so that glass uh shop was really really cool so Brought back some uh, some stuff that'll help me get help me get drunk when I'm at home. <laughs> but game wise, uh, it's just been more Destiny Two. Um, the only thing I can mention, think about regarding Destiny Two is that I think I'm going to drop a particular quest. Uh, I got a, I got a, uh, a wild idea, thinking that I could go for the Red Rick's broadsword. It is a pulse rifle that is supposed to be like the the pulse rifle to rule them all. But I looked up the requirements in order to complete the quest, and I don't have that kind of grind in me. Um, I have already had to do a ridiculous amount of uh, uh, crucible quick matches. Now I'm in a now the, there's nine parts to the quest. Now I have to get. 75 double kills 
in any crucial in any uh, crucible match, and it's all crucible crucible base. Uh, uh, you lost me there's that. not yeah there's nine steps to this quest and you know it's the thing about the the broadsword is that it has what it has a uh it has rampage and it has this other this other i want to say it's rampage but the one that that it does the the perk that it has that makes it unique is desperado Desperado. And basically, desperado. The desperado on this gun stacks indefinitely. So, you hit you you kill a guy while desperado is activated. Uh, you you. And, I mean, you uh, kill a guy, activate um, uh, desperado. You reload, then bait, and it continues to stack. And then the secondary perk kicks in. And basically, if you can keep that stack going before before the, the you know the time runs out, basically in Crucible and in uh, PVE, you're like one shot killing everything. If you can keep that going, that's why so many people. That's why it's such a desirable gun, but because of the requirements to get it, very few people have actually got got the gun. It, it's just. It's just too much of a grind, and I'm like, do I really want to spend hours upon hours? Because I suck at Crucible anyway, and you know, 75. The step I'm at now, I have to get 75 double kills, uh, and <laughs> I may, if I'm lucky, get two <laughs> in, yeah, a, in a Crucible be... match. And it's like, you could do it. I don't have that kind. I don't have that grind in me. Other, you know, th- that's something that you know. Destiny is like the only game I'm playing, and and that is not the case, particularly now because of, of course, I'm still making my way through Spider Man and enjoying that. But the new hotness for me is Fist of the North Star, uh, Lost Paradise, and just as Insomniac captured the essence of the Spider Man universe. Sega has captured the essence of Fist and that world and Kinshiro, the main protagonist. Uh, this game, I, I'm I'm reluctant to give to to say, oh man, this game is 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 fantastic because I'm still fairly early. The world hasn't opened up to me yet. Um, I have a boss battle to get through, and before I think before the world begins to open up. But what I have played thus far is so faithful to the or to the license of fist uh and for those who don't know i you know, i'm an anime fanatic and part of the reason why i am is because of the fist of the north star movie not so much the miniseries because the miniseries was kind of dumb in my opinion um it was kind of piece they pieced some sections from the movie together and did some other stuff uh, that I it just the story just didn't really gel well, but the Fist of the North Star movie, um, that was one of the animes that made me an anime fan. And um, Sega, the same team that had been doing the uh, uh, the Yakuza series, have applied that same magic, also a series that I'm, I'm very much in love with, uh, have matched that same. Um, magic that they did with Akusa and infused it into Fist of the North Star. Um, they've got Kinshiro's, you know, campy, serious, he's like campy, serious, and dry humor uh, commentary down to a science. 
Um, it is bloody for those who are not familiar with it. It's based off, uh, you know, this post-apocalyptic world. And uh, after a nuclear holocaust and most of everybody's dead in X amount of years and 20 double X, you know, as in typical anime Capcom fashion, <laughs> when they designate a future time, these uh, masters of forbidden martial arts step forward and, you know, make their you know make their claims as war, regional warlords and uh kenshiro is the inheritor of 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 oh gosh i was just about to say the name of the martial art but it's uh hokusho something or other nikshin i can't i can't oh. remember my brain's not working but anyway you hit somebody they blow up uh <laughs> so it is very bloody. Uh, the movie is very bloody. There are these freaky, freakish mutants, dudes that are, you know, 12, 14, 18 feet tall. And all those elements are in the game already at this point. And they have captured that universe so exceedingly well, um, even down to the, you know, you do the the fists of 100, uh, fists of 100 hits death or whatever they call that movie where he punches that move where he punches people repeatedly and then he kind of turns his back to them and he says, you're already dead. And you see their heads explode behind you. And it, it is just, it is just absolutely amazing. Um, and I know I, I said, I'm reluctant to give it my, my seal of approval because I haven't opened up the world entirely, but just from the sections that I've played, this game is just, it's just freaking fantastic. The, system in which you increase your your skills they took it straight out of uh, yakuza zero uh you're not investing in yourself that i mean that's still i you know <laughs> i still say that is the world's greatest uh, skill tree mechanic but um you are utilizing skill points uh, experience points that you gain from combat and applying them to three different areas uh your skill set which gives you opens up different moves uh, your resilience, which um, gives you a, increases your health bar, your your special uh, your special meter, and then there's another one which is your um, affects your key, which increases the amount of times that you can go into um, uh, your your aura burst and increases the dam your damage output and whatnot. And man. Uh, this game, this game, I think is going to be freaking fantastic. So I can't wait to get uh, further into it. Um, I'm actually in the Paradise City, which is where the entire game takes place. And I think after I beat this first boss, the the world is going to open up for me. And, and it's very much like um, uh, Yakuza. You do different side missions. I know there's one where you play as a, as you can be a, you're a doctor. You play the role of a doctor. So people come to you, and they say, "Hey, uh, uh, I, I've got this this pain in my back." And there's like these quick time events that you have to do to heal them. But the neat thing that you can do is that if there is a jerk or you know like some slaver comes into you and says, "Hey, you know." You know, heal me up. I got to go back to capturing people and enslaving people. You can kill them. <laughs> so, there you go. So, you the choice of whether or not you heal or kill them it is up to you. That uh, I haven't gotten to that, but that's one of the side missions that I've read about. But wow, sounds cool. yeah, sounds like a really so, fun game. Did you pick it up, Joe? 
Yeah, I bought it, but I have not played it yet. So cool. my typical refrain, unfortunately, <laughs> this is the game that uh, I wanted the physical version. I was downloading the demo on PSN, and I wound up um, wound up uh, purchasing it for whatever reason. So yeah. Yeah, oh. I, I think you'll dig it. I think you'll dig it. So. I guess there's only one. There's only one thing to say for that, you know, and that is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nani. Now that that is the that is the one drawback that I wish was there is that there is no Japanese um uh, uh language option. That would have been amazing. But but, but I'm cool with the English uh, the English voices that they're using. Uh, I want to say the guy that is voicing Kinshiro is the same dude that did Gara, the English dub for Gara from Naruto, and he he's got Kinshiro pretty much down. I want to say that's him. I might be I might be mistaken, but it sounds a lot like the guy. But um, yeah, that is if I can think of one drawback, that would be it: is that there there is no option for for Japanese vo- uh, Japanese voices. Uh, as of yet so but other than that i'm i'm digging it <laughs> really Damn. Digging it, so well it sounds awesome yeah yeah so i'm definitely gonna pick it up as well because i think you need to be, you uh, need to because i i think it really it, remember that 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 what is it god hand or god fist what was that remember that god hand yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, i'm getting I that think kind still of my feel. favorite game of all time yeah, yeah i think i'm getting that feel from from the trailers and everything so i think i'm gonna yes. pick it up as well Yes, yes. There are some things that I've seen that you do both in story missions and in side missions that you can do that are ripped like directly from God Hand, okay. <laughs> which just makes me all the more giddy <laughs> to play that game. So, but uh, well, folks, that's what we've been playing since the last time we recorded. So we're going to move on to our main event. Uh, this past week or so has been kind of a big event in gaming. So, uh, Trader Joe, we're going to get into the main event. So he had to step away for a minute. Uh, okay. So why I'm, I'm, I'm back. Oh, he's back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he had to take care of Jack. Jack was all like, pay attention to me. <laughs> Jack is one of his pups. So... <laughs> More like I left the window to my bedroom open, which faces the street. <laughs> exactly. He's like, world, pay attention to me. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering if uh, UPS or USPS is on their way or not. So You got a game coming? I got stuff coming, yes. You think I got stuff coming? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the, the Neo Geo uh, Mini is out today. So. Ooh. All Long right. Yeah, so. Along with what? No, now you got to tell us. What is it? Oh, God. I forgot the name of the game I'm getting delivered today because, let's see, hold on. Hold on. This is great radio, man. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to see It's organic. About, we're we're going to see about organic. <laughs> all, all, the, all the cool stuff that Joe that, that Joe's getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm just saying. You know. Down, 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 down. Trying to check right now. It's like, God, where is it? Where's my email at, man? It's okay. It's okay. So, 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 what's going on? What, 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 what happened now? 
So I didn't get to hear the intro. What are we intro? Oh, we're, we're talking about the main event. Oh, the main event. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Threw it to you. So what's up? Uh, nothing. Uh, let's go ahead and go into it. I thought, uh, Kevin, you'd want to talk a little bit more about this bad boy. But uh, pretty much the news stories that we I linked in the outline basically are talking about just about the, the advent of cloud gaming and playing your games anywhere at any time on any of your connected devices on there. So so I don't know what your guys' opinion, but uh, basically uh, Microsoft wants to introduce a uh, Project X Cloud on there. And there's a nice long article on Wired that kind of talks about them playing around with the service and, and checking out as far as what the um, background is as far as what they're trying to attempt to do on this. And so basically they are attempting to have, um, you know, gameplay in your hands, either on your tablet, on your phone, while on the go. Um, They're implementing some, um, you know, virtual thumbsticks, virtual controllers on your tablet or uh, device as well to be able to control your particular game on there. Um, I know the author of the article talked about playing stuff like Gears of War 4, Forza Horizon 4, um, Halo the Master Chief Collection on the go using a tablet or phone and was describing as far as how the experience is going on there. So and so the article also goes into the fact that they are uh, using their Azure cloud infrastructure on there with their um, Azure uh, data centers that they have set up that they want to be able to, through the power of the internet, of course, be able to register any controller inputs that you have and to have it seem like you're playing directly in front as if you were streaming it off or playing it off your console device on there so i mean obviously um if you take a look at this there's only basically three companies that are going to be able to pull this off in the end it's going to be someone like uh, microsoft amazon and google on there so as far as uh, this type of capability per se on there um sony of course has their uh Technology in the mix with PlayStation Now on there. So uh, PlayStation Now has been in place. Uh, One thing that uh, came out recently is that they're now giving PS4 owners the ability to be able to download uh, PS4 and PS2 games that are on the service on there. So just in case you don't want to stream uh, any PS4 or PS2 games in the PlayStation Now library, you have the capability now of downloading them, kind of like Xbox Games Pass to your particular console. So I think that's a good thing. Um, one thing to keep in mind, and one thing I was taking a look at uh, after this new story broke, is that you know I haven't really been paying uh, t- a lot of attention to PlayStation now because of the fact that I own a lot of the games that are on the service. But man, oh man, oh man, it is normally... $20 a month for PlayStation now, which is kind of a, a crazy cost differential, but there's 650 games on this damn thing. 
So, I mean, that's including PS3, PS2, and PS4 games. And there's quite a bit of PS4 games available on PlayStation now. And so to imagine that if you want to play those streaming, um, you know, as far as on to either your PC or PS4. Granted, this is not a play anywhere thing like Microsoft is trying to do. But at the same time, they are still attempting to be able to play these games over the power of the Internet, at least on your TV, uh, either uh, from your PC or PS4. And then last but not least, uh, Google has introduced... Uh, their project cloud through uh, Google Chrome on there. So, and then the, one of the first games that they have available uh, for the service right now, they're working with Ubisoft with their project stream on there. And you're able to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, remotely on there. So, and you'll be able to go ahead as long as you have a, um, a minimum 25 megabits per second connection to play the game on there in a laptop or desktop with Google Chrome installed. And you're able to go and play the game uh, for free remotely up until January 15th on there, 2019 on there. So so that's another thing they're working out and they're trying to, to figure out as far as what their um, setup's going to be and see if they're going to partner up with the other companies out there see about them making a uh, permanent solution so so all of this is kind of coming to the forefront i mean there's a lot of talk about next generation consoles being some sort of a streaming set top box like they've talked about before in the past i don't know how you guys feel about it. i kind of have an idea how you feel about it kevin <laughs> um one thing i like to add too is that um, this is really going to require, I think, in the end, uh, a reinforcement of the infrastructure of what we have as Internet in general on there. I'm thinking it's going to be something that will have to be initiated by the government, you know, making the Internet a utility versus uh, having it you know, being kind of monopolized by either Comcast, AT&T or a mixture of whatever Tom, Dick, and Harry internet providers you have uh, around in the U.S. on their uh, frontier, you know. And I got to think about the people that you know, maybe not don't live in a major metropolitan area that kind of live out in the sticks. What are they going to do for their cloud streaming and cloud gaming? I mean, 5G, 4G? I have to think how everything's kind of implemented on there. So I, I will give you guys the floor to give any thoughts you have about this. So, um, Well, I'm not a fan of it. Um, and I, I guess my question really is, here's the thing, um, and I would ask this of Microsoft probably more so than Google, because I don't know if any of you guys watched Microsoft's video uh, that they did, that they uh, posted when the the day they announced Project X Cloud. I know that mo mobile gaming worldwide is the biggest platform, you know, as far as gaming is concerned. I get that. Um, but I question what a service like this is for. Most of these people, you know, at least in the West, are playing Candy Crush. And, you know, uh, what was that? Uh, Boom Beach. 
and all these free-to-play games. And I know Japan has its own series of different mobile games that are generating millions of dollars in in, uh, microtransactions a year. You're trying to convince this massive group of casuals who may over time spend hundreds of dollars on Candy Crush over an extended period of time, but you're trying to convince them to drop $59.99 in one shop for the ability to play Halo Infinite on their phone or the next or Forza Horizon 4 on their tablet. Um, I don't know how many of those people you're really going to be able to draw with that. Um, I think Google, the Google streaming kind of seems like a, like a better idea because it seems more closely tied to PC gaming. Uh, if you're playing from your laptop or your desktop uh, through your uh, Chrome browser, you know, uh, I kind of feel that it's kind of similar. You know, there's that same, you're in that same environment where you can just as easily bring up your Steam account uh and but in this case you're you're going to you're going to be streaming the game again um i don't know how many of those two billion people who are walking around with you know playing candy crush and boom beach are going to be compelled to uh play these triple a these triple a games unless you know, companies like Microsoft and Google have ideas for some free-to-play mobile games that they want, that they think can kind of pull from that uh, that massive group of casuals. Yeah, maybe. Something and if like- that's the case, if that's the case, as a as a console person, I'm going to be concerned because. How much emphasis are you going to put toward the console when you have all this other money from the mobile space? Are you going to give me Are you going to give me Gears of War Candy Crush? Are you going to give me a proper Gears of War for my console? Where Where is the emphasis of on development going to be? You see what I'm saying? Or is it going to be toward uh, new IP, which is something that I've been, you know, that has been my biggest bone of contention with regards to Microsoft's first party. Or is that new IP with these new studios, would that, is that going to focus on that mobile stuff with the microtransactions that's going to generate tons of money over the long term? Um, that That's um. just my overall my overall uh, concern with regard to that, where is the focus going to be? And in any business, your focus is going to be where the most money comes from. It depends if they learn from the mistakes that they made. You know that towards the latter part of the 360 life cycle that uh, uh, they were kind of chasing that uh, connect, that we dollar, and they wanted that um, mainstream success that the we was having having at the time and it's just a point that uh you know they were going at it hard and hard enough so that um they kind of let their core gaming kind of 
you know, rot in the vine per se. They just kept bringing out sequels to known uh, properties, but necessarily not bringing out new stuff, you know, per se. I mean, granted, they did try a few new things. You know, you're talking about Rise, like Son of Rome and like, you know, Sunset Overdrive and a, a few titles on there um, during that time. But, uh, you know, I don't see... We'll have to see who this actually speaks to, Kevin, because you make make it a point. But at the same time, it's kind of a cool thing that if I was going to buy, like, maybe a turn-based RPG or something like uh, that isn't less action-intensive, like something like, uh, uh, would you say, like, uh, maybe uh, Elder Scrolls or a Fallout, maybe, or something like a Final Fantasy, something that's turn-based on there where I could actually continue my game in the cloud on the go on my phone if I wanted to, if I don't have to bring another like portable device or anything to be able to like do cross play on there, just kind of like you do with the Vita and the PS4 on there, just to be able to make your phone the Vita quote unquote, to be able to access your same save data over the cloud and to be able to, you know, play it. I could see some definite possibilities. I just don't know as far as, playing a first-person shooter with touch controls or playing something like Forza Horizon 4 without the haptic, like the feedback and everything that I usually would do with a controller. I know one of the screenshots they showed like a phone with a similar type of like a, a mount for your phone on top of a, a Xbox controller, kind of similar to when they introduced the uh, PlayStation Now on there or the remote play with the uh Sony branded phones on there. So, well, well, let me ask, let me ask Des. Uh, you're in a in a city where mass transit is very important, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and do you do you take the bus often or mass transit often? <laughs> Every day, almost. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question: How many times have you seen somebody with a phone connected to a controller? Never. While you're on the bus, never. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I've only seen virtual controls, if anything. Virtual controls, yeah. right? And and that's that. See, that's my that's yeah. my thing. I don't. I don't. You see are not going to get Candy Crush Mama to go and carry uh, an Xbox 360 uh, or Xbox 360 controller, Xbox One controller in her purse, and slap her her iPhone t- iPhone X into it and play Halo. That's not going to happen. <laughs> It's not going to happen. That's because and because she's not going to do it. I don't see her spending sixty bucks to to play the next big AAA game, and that's why I think the focus isn't going to be AAA. It's going to be those mobile, quick, colorful Candy Crush type experiences that are going to be free to play and have be built on a system of microtransactions and that can draw revenue for a long on a long term. Everybody's going to be fishing for that candy crush dollar. And if it proves to be successful cuz remember Microsoft made what? 2 and a half billion dollars in revenue uh this past year off of these services and uh Sea of Thieves and and all these, what I would consider half-assed games <laughs> on these services, mm-hmm. so they know that that casual market is out there. And 
my concern is is that the there's going to be a turn from traditional AAA experiences because you're never going to be able to convince me that that's going to be viable in the casual market mobile and it's going to switch to you know that that quick free to play microtransaction based dollar and we're going to see a division in what is important because that's the market that's going to draw the money uh, that's the that's that's where the the bulk of the revenue stream is going to go, and that's you know that's my concern. So, uh, Mike, only thing about this whole situation is is I think what they might be trying to do is up maybe trying to do a little bit of what they're seeing in in other in other regions like in Japan and in China, in which I think mobile gaming is a lot more. Um, an acceptable turn, uh, acceptable, acceptable type of like you know, gaming culture, and I just don't think in America they don't see, um, like we're so console driven because of our mini mansions and our and our and and, and our and our living spaces are much more conducive to people playing a console. So I just think we we that's like one of the di- divergence between the the two of that between the two. Not to say that you know those 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 areas don't have that as well. It's just it's just it's just much more of a a um like I, I, I the friends that I have over there they just don't you know spend a ton of time you know a ton ton of time I, or, or maybe they're 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 much more okay with playing a an rpg on the go on their phone uh the, their phone is a you know i don't know it's, maybe they're they're just more willing to do that and i think that it's going to be an uphill battle for these companies to to try to get an american consumer to look at their phone as a as a gaming device you know for for actual like traditional gaming because like i look at my phone and the things that i do with my phone i i i really do not play any games on my phone i might have like one game installed on my phone and it's one of those weird you know those those it's one of those um Buster Brothers clones, you know those clones where you just kind of shoot the 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 the, uh, the 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 marble up and try to blow shit up. You know that seems to be the big thing that that everyone is. All these mobile de- designers are designing right now, and the only reason I play mm-hmm. mine is because it's a cute little, you know, it's a cute little cat, you know, that shoots other cat heads up and it makes explosions and pinatas and shit. So, so like that's the only game that I play. You know, I I just don't. I cannot see myself using a phone to play uh, Mass Effect or play, you know, Destiny or to play any of those games that 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 I traditionally play on a console. And and I think it's great that they're trying to 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 give us that 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 um, that option, you know. Uh, but I just don't I I just don't think mobile gaming in America is is there. And then. And then having it be this, you know, the streaming versus streaming or, you know, I don't know. I just, I just don't know, you know, yeah. I, I really just don't see it happening, you know, not, not maybe another generation will come and they will, and they will have it because they would have been, um, 
they grown they, they, up with it. Exactly. You know, I, I could see myself though if they like if PlayStation introduces something like this uh, support on mobile, just like Microsoft's doing, and if I could play like Dragon Quest Eleven on the go, um, I could. And as long as the fidelity is about the same, um, I could see myself kind of instead of uh, you know trying to waste my time away five ten minutes uh, browsing the internet, maybe uh, doing a battle or two. I could imagine uh, something like that, and I, I could see the um, the benefit to it. Whether I will actually do it or not, you know, whether you know between gaming on the go on a five inch screen or you know sitting down in front of my sixty five inch TV, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, the the preferable place to play would be you know on my couch. You know, this is not going to be something where. I want to take on the go and play on my phone sitting in bed or something when I have my console right there, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know whether this will bring over people that like to play Fortnite and PUBG on their mobile devices. You know, I know that that's a thing now. It's not my thing, but what do you guys think? I just can't see that, you know, but pay people are playing it. They got that new Razer two phone. That's supposed to be the quote unquote gaming phone. And I'm just like, eh, you know, I just, Mm. You know, if I really want to play games on the go, I'm gonna stick to the tradition, the traditionals. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a something from my, you know, Nintendo, you no know, 2ds. You know, and and now, and it's weird though. I, I don't know if anyone else felt this, and you can definitely, you know, uh, let us know in the comments. But once they, once Sony said they're not going to be making any Vitas anymore. I had this incredible urge to go buy a Vita. Like, it was just like, you know, maybe I should just get it. That way I own it just in case I want to play these games, you know? And I don't think that I would have that 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 thought if it was on, like, a phone. It's like, oh, my God, you know, I got to buy the Razer phones. I got to play this, you know, this Fortnite or something. Well, I don't play Fortnite anyway, but, but again, I just don't, I just don't know, you know? I, I really don't know, you know? And as a, and as a, you know gentlemen of age uh, <laughs> i'll say it like that <laughs> um i just don't see myself you know playing my plan on my phone playing a game on my phone and, and like the phone the phone battery lives are not good uh streaming on phones is not that good it's just like i just don't think our infrastructure is set up to 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 really make it an enjoyable experience and again again this is just a conversation that the three of us are having Y'all listen out here. Let us know. Do you play Fortnite on your phone? How is that experience? Are are you cool with this thought? Are you? Do you think that this is going to be like like like? Do you just kind of like you know get super excited about this? Do you own a Razer two phone? It's like let us know what you think. You know um, the future of mobile gaming is because I'm you know when when you have all these big companies putting this much notice and money into the development of of this um this product or this or this is more than a thought now because there's actually movement in it but in this area like like at some point it's going to come to pass um uh, but i just at this point know what it looks like and i don't think anyone does and i think that's what kind of makes it interesting so let us know in the comments what what you uh think about this whole mobile gaming thing because i don't know personally I, I really do not know well you know des when, when you mentioned uh fortnite uh, this past summer we 
had my wife's cousin Jeremiah here uh, for about two and a half weeks, and he is a Fortnite fanatic. Oh, Lord. And watching him play just reinforced my hatred for that game. <laughs> um, and he's been playing on a tablet, okay, um, with the hat with the uh, you know those mobile controls. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got an Xbox. He wanted to play on PlayStation, but I said, well, you know, they're locking it behind, uh, you know, PlayStation's, you know, thing. So I said, well, let's just start you on Xbox. That way, if you want to switch over to whatever, you know, you're not going to be behind, you know, that 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 whole PlayStation wall. Ask me how many times he went back to his tablet when he was playing Fortnite after I set up set up his account on the Xbox, how many times did he go back to that tablet and play it? This seems this sounds the, like a trick question. <laughs> yeah, the answer is zero. See, there you go. <laughs> the answer is zero. He did not go back to that mm-hmm. tablet. At, the only time he picked up that tablet was would go to YouTube to pick up some some building tips. That was the only time he picked up that tablet. And yes, he does have a dock for a controller. He doesn't have a controller, but he has it. They has one. I said, "Hey, you want to use the, the the you know the 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 you know we'll see if this this thing will it will fit you know make it work on on this Xbox controller? Why would I want to do that? <laughs> the Xbox is right here. Makes total sense. You should make him go outside it, and do it. Like here, go it, outside. Yeah, you know it, it's 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 like you're trying to get him off the Xbox so you can play, right? <laughs> Well, well, actually, the Xbox has been has has got the most amount of play it's had since I've had it was the two weeks that he was here because that boy was on Fortnite, you know, the whole time. But again, it's like I don't see who this is for, and you know, am I basing the entire Fortnite community on 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 my on my cousin? No, but I think it's a good indication of what what gamers are actually doing when given the opportunity. He's a he's a teenager. He's a, he's a, he's in go, getting ready to go into high school next year. He, you know, he is that generation that's growing up with this mobile idea, this play anywhere idea, and when given the opportunity to have it on his tablet where he can, if we were going somewhere, he could get in some rounds of Fortnite, you know, at, while we're on a trip or playing it on a traditional console. He took the traditional console every freaking time. And he's like, why would I play it on my tablet when the Xbox is right here or the PlayStation is right here or the PC is right here? For that for that type of game, and that's why I think this stuff is more of a Trojan horse for the next mobile Candy Crush sensation. I, I just don't see, uh, particularly uh, Microsoft's uh, idea of uh, of playing, you know, these AAA games on your phone. I don't think you're going to convince that casual group to do that. I think it's a Trojan horse that they're working on. They've got these studios and somebody somewhere 
And it doesn't matter whether it's Microsoft, it's PlayStation or Google or whomever. Yeah, I think there's another company that's getting ready to introduce a streaming service. I can't remember the name of it off the off the top of my head. But all of those companies have got R&D dollars researching, trying to come up with the next big Candy Crush slash Boom Beach slash whatever. And I guarantee you when that if whoever gets it hits, that's where the focus is going to be. So is it, it your your you Xbox gamer and you're looking forward to what these new studios are going to bring you for your traditional AAA experiences? I guarantee you if they come up with that next Boom Beach or whatever it is, yeah, you'll probably get some uh some triple a's but the majority of that focus is not going to be towards you it's going to be towards that casual that that those two billion casuals because that's where the bulk of that that stream is going to come from i'm 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 just convinced of that it doesn't matter who it is and if sony picks up on that they're gonna they're gonna do the same thing because all these companies care about is the dollar dollar and it just makes me glad that I buy most of my my games on uh, physical. So if they start doing all this stuff, I got my traditional consoles. I got some of my I got my retro consoles. I got my retro pie. I will disconnect from th- from this matrix bitch so quick it'll <laughs> make your head swim. And I will go back to playing in television. Uh, I have uh, no problem because it. <laughs> There's a game streaming service called Shadow that's introduced by this French startup Blade on there. Basically, they'll let you play PC games on any device on there. Um, it's equivalent to a $2,000 gaming rig on there. Um, basically, um, there's an expansion coming out, which uh, is going to uh, run it across all 19 states on here for East and West Coast. And then they're planning on reaching nationwide coverage this month in October on there mm-hmm. so so and that's one thing i'd like to circle back and ask you desmond because i know you were always thinking about getting a gaming pc and you've been wanting to play on steam and play uh check out pc would you be willing with a streaming service to get a comparable like two thousand dollar like uh pc gaming rig to be able to just instead of owning one to be able to just play on your laptop or play on your tv something that uh maybe to play some stream uh steam games uh, virtually you know through the cloud so i have played games on my laptop and i don't i don't know i just something about playing games on a laptop just doesn't i, I just don't like that experience so that probably will not work for me number one number two um I am wanting to get a a um a tower or you know, a desktop in which I could play uh computer games. I had spoken about that a couple episodes ago. And then I do feel like I'm missing out on on a level of play that I um that that, that I'm missing out. So because there's some Steam games, there's some, you know, tactical role playing games, uh CRPGs and all this other stuff that are being developed for, um, for uh, for a PC that I'm just missing out on, and so I would, I'm actually really like thinking about getting in. And now that the the 
the weird cryptocurrency boom has kind of died down and, and shit's not so expensive anymore. I'm really thinking about really taking it, you know, to the next level and being like, okay, you know, let's go out there and, and, and buy one. I'm not going to, I have no desire to, uh, build my own. I just don't want to do that. So it's an overrated experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm just going to get a, get a nice, you know, you know, consumer, uh, middle mid range, you know, because I, I don't think I'm going to be playing any super hardcore games. Like I, I don't need the, the, the super aggressive, uh, processing and, 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 and graphics Whoa. chips and all that stuff like that, because I own consoles. I am a console player. I accept that about myself. So, so I'm going to play those AAA title games on my console. I like that. I like that experience. I have no reason to not be there. The reason I'm getting, and I'm, you really have to be very clear with yourself about that stuff like that. You know, you really just have to kind of see what you, what, what are you going to do with this? You know, with whatever platform when you buy it. You know, I'm not, I'm not a first person shooter person. I just, I, I'll do it, but I don't like it. So I'm not going to play. You know the 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 mouse and click running around first person shooting people. Like I'm not gonna play Call of Duty. I'm not gonna play you know any of those competitive games. You know my experience with the with the desktop is going to be playing RPGs generally, testing out other games that, that I like, and just really exploring you know the Steam infrastructure and seeing what that is like. So you're not willing to pay 35 bucks a month to do that virtually? You'd rather do it physically then, right? Uh, probably. You know, um, I I played. Okay, so so I got my Xbox, right? And, and, and I was enjoying it. I enjoy it. Um, and I got the free... <laughs> I got the free uh, Xbox. Games Pass? Yeah, Xbox Live at Game Pass and all that stuff like that. And... And I played it for like two, you know a solid two months of just playing that only only my Xbox because I was exploring it, I was seeing what's going on with it, I was playing games on Games Pass. This is a pretty cool experience, right? And then and then the, the unthinkable happened. I lost my I lost my, uh, my 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 debit card, right? I lost my debit card, and I was like, damn, you know. And and I was like, okay, so I got a new one. And then, and then, like, remember when I was talking to you, Joe, about, like, you know, oh, I got to try to get my, like, my games passes coming up due, and so is my, my, um, uh, my Xbox Live. I don't want to pay $20. You know, is there something you can do? And you help me out. And I was like, cool, right? I lost my, I lost my card, and the card was the one that was, that was tied to my Xbox Live account and the Xbox, um, games pass, right? So I never, <laughs> once I did that, and then it came to pass. I never felt the need to to reactivate any of those services. Gotcha. Uh, so I I my I look. I'm looking at my Xbox right now, and I have the, there's zero desire to play any of the games that are on Xbox Live or sorry Xbox uh, Games Pass. Games and I, I I there's zero you know there's zero want you know or need to to go in there and and redo it so so i was never charged for it because the 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 credit card on file is it was canceled so like i'm just you know 
That's just kind of how it is. So so I tried their their streaming service and it was fun, but the games that were on there were just not they they didn't really speak to me. I really don't need to play old Xbox 360 games. Every now and again I'll get a wild hair and maybe, but but to just have to spend um 30 bucks for six months or however much to to just be able to scratch that itch when it comes up i don't need to do that then i gotcha. think that's what's happening now now again i know you really, enjoyed vermitide too right but i really enjoyed the shit out of that game you know but the problem was the problem with that was you know i kind of did what i wanted to do in that game and it and it kind of was like oh you know and i just have no desire to go back and play that game now if either of you two were like you know hey you know i'm playing i'm playing you know vermintide or, or I'm, I'm really playing my xbox right now i'd probably fire it up to play with you guys you know but here's the thing all of us play on ps4 <laughs> Like I have yeah. no community on on Xbox Live or yeah. Xbox, so I, I and 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 people really disregard. Well, some people do really disregard. You know the 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 people and the populations and the culture that that exists in these in these different consoles within these consoles. Like you have your PlayStation, you have your so your Xbox people, and that's why they call them what X X ponies or whatever they're called, or X bones bonians or whatever Xbox or whatever is like that. Shit is really true. That shit is really really true. You know, um, but again, I'm not so like oh my god, I gotta, I I I have to, I have to play my Xbox because I spent so much money on. Uh, no, you know, I, the money's gone. They already got their money. You know, <laughs> so so it's it's mine what I decide to do with it, but. But again, I have no. That was just a long-winded ex, uh, ex- explanation for the fact that I, it, it doesn't streaming doesn't really fit my who I am right now. I can go out mm. and buy and buy the game now. Now again, there might be some people who who do to do do not want to shell out sixty bucks or a hundred and thirty bucks or however much it's going to cost them to get this new hotness that's coming out. So if streaming works for you in a as a cost benefits kind of thing where you can kind of like play your game for as long as you want. And then you're done. Then fine, you know, go with that, do it. It, it, it makes sense to your lifestyle. But for me, you know, I have a pretty good job, you know, I have a dual income so I can afford if I wanted to, to go out and buy a game. Like I'm not going to do like Trader Joe levels of like, I got to get the most expensive version of the game, you know, <laughs> because he's, he's a collector. Like I don't do all that, but you know, but I could do that. You know, if, if if I want to, so there's just a lot of factors that that um that play into it. But I have no desire to do a streaming service. So oh, the, okay, like I have no desire. How about you, Joe? Do you want to do that? I mean, I, I think that that would fly in the face of, of of everything that you hold dear, you know, and and makes you Trader Joe if you were to succumb to a <laughs> a streaming based service. Like that just seems alien to me that you would even entertain that idea. Um, well, I've actually I've been thinking more about what I want to actually physically collect and what I don't want to physically collect. So that's one thing um, where, you know, I obviously have certain um, ties to particular platforms like PlayStation mainly as of now 
on there and i actually started thinking to myself it's like why do i care about getting every game for the xbox one it's like um i'm gonna play the xbox one very like kind of tying through uh games with gold uh xbox games pass i'm not going to want to collect physical versions of of uh like say forza horizon 4 because i have it available on xbox games pass so pretty much i made a commitment uh, myself that i'm not going to actively collect anything for the xbox one but i'm still still going to try to in, in, extract enjoyment out of that platform as far as what i have with the services that are available so i'm thinking at the same time it's like i have a gaming pc and i've had it for years and i haven't really game that much on steam and and I think if streaming was an option and something that was viable for me to be able to enjoy the platform without having the investment of actually buying the equipment and, you know, like say someone like you, Kevin, that, you know, we're, we're wanting to play on PC for years and years and years on there. If you were able to access some of the PC only stuff on there or maybe even the super the greatest like console versions of of you know ps3 and xbox one, uh, 360 games on there would you have enjoyed it uh, doing it streaming versus having the physical box in your living room per se no because the whole con the whole idea of having a pc as a gaming platform is to maximize your frame rate your graphics all that yeah, yeah, yeah and if yeah. you're streaming you can't do that of course. So yeah. why why would I why would I stream the cons the, the exact same console version maybe upresed a little bit but I can't yeah. change the frame rate can't change the textures can't change the details because it's that all that, that the, whole that, yeah, the whole idea is just does not make any sense to me in my mind. Uh, I do have this question though, and, and we kind of hit on it. And I don't think we 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 uh, we kind of paused on it, but we got net neutrality that's come down, right? Yeah. So more people are going to be hit with data caps. Uh, more people are going to be or are going for the purpose of saving money are going to be maybe considering downgrading their uh, their internet um, download and upload speeds. Once this, once all this stuff comes to fruition, how is the streaming gaming going to work in that environment? It's not. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, there's going to have to be uh, either 5G is going to have to kick around and, and be just the bee's knees. Or um, as far as net neutrality, I mean, pretty much they need to uh, make sure that the internet is a utility and not something that you know these companies could take advantage of per se and and cap me or put a data uh hold on me because of particular reasons it's like uh, it's not costing them anything to have me download x amount of uh data on their network you know i don't know what the overall end all be all but they could open up the pipe in my opinion there's just no reason why i'm not sitting here with a you know 70 millibits a second download with AT&T that I could get a thousand <laughs> with Comcast that, you know, this, you know, I, I go to and look at, see what the internet speed is in Japan and Korea and other countries. Granted, I mean, they're not as expansive as the United States, but at the same time, um, I can't see why for, um, you know, because there's communities out there, like there's one in Kentucky that uh, the actual town went in and put fast internet, like super the greatest internet throughout the entirety of the 
the city in this particular town in Kentucky or in Tennessee. I think it's one of those two states on there where everyone was really enjoying and they actually had a tech boom going there that, uh, you know, it's just a point that until Internet is more modernized and maybe Microsoft's thinking more of those countries that do have the super the greatest internet i mean i don't know if you guys realize or not but um in japan uh they have switched versions of assassin's creed odyssey that uh, run over just the internet over the cloud uh there's yeah. a version of uh, resident evil 7 that's out for the switch that's not out in any other territories because of the fact that they know they have the ability to be able to stream the game to the switch on there that the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is not coming out for the Switch in the US or in Europe because of those reasons. So so yeah, and, yeah. And so still you know maybe President Trump will get on the high horse for quote unquote business sense, you know, whether he you know, he makes profit off of it or not. <laughs> That's a whole other thing in a nutshell, but Okay, lefty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It just seems, I don't know, it just seems interesting. The whole situation is just kind of like, me. We'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's a kind of a liquid situation. So uh, one thing I'll be able to talk about next show is that I did get an invite to Google's Project Cloud. So I have the ability, once I decide to, to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey over my uh, inter- PC and my internet connection. So Ooh. I'm definitely going to give that a... Uh, a go on now, so okay. We'll let you guys cool, know. Look at how cool Joe is now, everybody. Oh, look at me! Yeah, even though I do have a, a, a sealed copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey on my shelf for PS4, um, I'm gonna give it a go on the PC and see how that goes. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna wait. Uh, I'm gonna wait on um, AC. I just, it's just like I don't, I don't know. It's like there have been like a couple of games, like uh, Red Dead Redemption. I watched that gameplay multiple times, and it's just, it's just not vibing with me. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, you know, but it does, it just doesn't have that same impact that the first one did. And Odyssey, um, I kind of want to play it. Uh, but I think I think those I'm just gonna wait until the price drops on those two before I pick them up. I just don't I just don't have that 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 burning desire to. No, to you can't play return, everything. <laughs> to return, it's not really a matter of that. Uh, I mean, I have a backlog, but I think my backlog is fairly manageable. I'm probably gonna probably the next trade the next trade boost that comes through. I'm gonna offload a couple of games that I really uh, don't really reason you know within reason I'm I'm going I'm going to get back to, but um, I'm you know it's like the I'm just not really getting anything. Uh, they look interesting. But I'm just not getting that that excitement that I that I used to get, you know. Uh, it's like Assassin's Can I can we really call Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed now? You know, it's more like a it, it's it's more like a like a like a beat 'em up <laughs> more than you're not really assassinating anybody anymore. You're just going in and, and and murdering every you know beating people up and taking out large groups of people. So uh, so I don't know. Um, uh, Black Flag, I think, is still my favorite of the Assassin's Creed, and that, that's when the, the 
at least for me, that's when that whole, um, you know, the excitement was still kind of high for that series, but it just kind of dwindled uh, with Origins and uh, and this one. So I don't know. We'll see. But all right, then. So we've talked about our ideas on uh, or, or our opinions, rather on the upcoming cloud-based gaming thing that's uh, going to attempt to take the world by storm. So now we're going to turn our attention to the gaming news of the day. So Trader Joe, why don't you take us, uh, take us to our news section. All right. Hot on the news nuggets uh, this time around on here. Um, Part of the internet community that does not like censorship is a little bit upset. Uh, the latest Senran Kagura Burst Renewal uh, game coming out for PlayStation 4 uh, has been slightly delayed to remove a feature on the PS4 version upon demand by Sony Interactive Entertainment. On uh, their following the announcement, localization lead Ryan Graff and localization producer Tom Lipschultz took to Twitter to provide more insight on the choice or lack thereof. On their graph mentioned that while he say cannot say too much about the issue, this does not mean that PS4 players will miss on the trophy link to the feature. On there, the trophy will be included and will be called Oops, Wrong Room. Funnily, it was almost please titled <laughs> Please Understand on there. So they were going to name the trophy that. So um, they explain also exactly what's removed from the game, which is the interactivity in the dressing room. Basically, when you uh, take your uh, female protagonist in the dressing room, uh, you have the ability uh, that's called grabby hands on there. So, And I guess all the things that you're able to do with the grabby hands is being cut from the game based on a new uh, policy from Sony Interactive Entertainment on there. So. Uh, they mentioned that the, uh, this particular feature was included in Senran Kagura Peach Beach Splash, which included pretty much the same mode in the game, uh, was not taken out because the policy wasn't uh, updated at that point in time with Sony. So um, He also explained that removing the feature is the best that they could do, that they didn't have any other options. The only other option that they would have, just in case if they wanted to include this feature is to cancel the enti entirety of the game on there. So um, so their choice basically is between removal of the intimacy mode, is what it's called, intimacy mode, Aww. or canceling the game altogether. Now, the publisher was already pretty far along with the PS4 version. Canceling the game would have disappointed more people than just removing the feature. Now, given the fact that uh, there is no sensor... Uh, items on Steam, uh, they basically stated that they uh, praised the choice by some users by purchasing the game on Steam instead on there, since they are able to allow the game in its entirety on PC and encourage fans to present their feedback in a respectful way to Sony. So a lot of people were tweeting like, you know, F Sony, like, you know, a bunch of prudes and so on and so forth you know, having some uh, rather pointed feedback about censorship in their games. So um, I don't know. I know, Kevin, you talked about this game previously, Omega Labyrinth on there uh, before on Gamer Husbands. But uh, that was the game that um, basically is a dungeon crawler. But uh, that the uh, depending on your uh, success in the game, the female protagonist in the game, their breasts got bigger. Oh well, no, well, no. It was you would add the items that you would find 
they would rub those items between their breasts, and depending on what character did it, you would increase the value of that item for the dungeon and make their breasts bigger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it, it's, it's like hella creepy. <laughs> it sounds like. Well, what happened is that uh, there is a publisher, PQ Cube, out there uh, that were trying to release that game for PS4 and X and PS Vita. And basically, um, they were not able to work it out with Sony uh, due to their change in policy. And they didn't allow that game to come to the platform at all, even though it's out in Japan for PS4 and Vita on there. So so pretty much, I don't, what, do, what do you guys think about censorship? So, I mean, is it, so it's, it's, Sony as a platform holder has a right to dictate what's on their platform and what's not on their platform. So, and I know especially in these... Uh, times on there, especially with the, you know, with the whole um, what's what's the movement called? I'm the sorry, the Me Too I, movement. The Me Too movement. Yeah, that. Uh, do you think that this is a good call on Sony's part? Do you think yeah. this is something that they should let these games unfettered and be uncensored, irregardless of the subject matter? Um, it's weird because I can see both sides. Um. Here's the thing, though. Uh, we, we're living in a we're living in a society where, you know, uh, you can have cl- or or claim to have actually done uh, unwanted uh, groping and still have a successful career either in 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 entertainment or politics, and nothing seems to happen to you. Um, we're also living in a time where like it, uh, bringing it back to the medium that we're discussed that we discuss on this show i'm enjoying the hell out of a game where i punch people in the face and their heads explode i mean and and there's blood everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so in one side it's hypocritical on one side and it's i understand it on the other because i mean here's the, here's the thing um, Senra Kagura and I, the only game that I've played is Estival Versus, which is a, a Muso style beat em up, and it has the, some of those things in it too. Uh, you can get as, as perverted with it as you want to. I just played it from the, uh, the standpoint that it, it's an actually fundamentally it's a good, uh, Muso style game. But this game is designed even though it says, you know, 18 or over, just based off the way the character designed, they're trying to hit these, those, those junior high school kids. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, it's just weird. And, you know, I understand what Sony's stance is on that. I get it. I understand it. But at the same time, you've got games where I'm blowing up people's heads. I'm I'm shooting people in the face with my with my AR-15, and I'm seeing the exit wounds out of the back of their skulls. Um, this it's you know I can I you know I can access Pornhub off your own freaking internal browser. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it is what it is, yeah. 
it's like so many things don't make sense with regards to this. I mean, I understand, I understand what 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 they're what they're what they're saying. I understand why this why they're making this this motion. But when you look at it, you know, tick for tack, it's like they really should have just let them bring these game bring these games out as is. I'm always on the side of letting the uh, letting the publisher or the, the game creator bring their their vision of the game out to the platform in it in its as completed. Now, you know, and that's the way and I, I think if, if it were if I would have rather Sony just not just either they could have when I'm not I'm sure they didn't spring this mode, the mode of this game on them last minute. They could have just said, OK, you know, we're not we don't we're not going to have this game on our platform. And then when it's announced, they just announce the game for whatever platform it's going to be on and just leave it as is. Yeah, this if you're, you know. Otherwise, just let them bring the game out. You can't win for losing. You can't win for losing on this stuff because it's like uh, they're letting the game come out pretty much. I mean, you got a collector's edition with uh, six busty bestie straps with display stands. I mean, pretty much uh, they're letting the game go through as is like 98% of the content in the game is in there. It's just this uh, additional mode that is not exactly... You know, I, yeah. I think they should have just, you know, if they want stuff like this on their platform, they have a right to say it. But they're, if they're letting it go through, like, almost in its entirety, especially with the subject matter, the art book. Yeah, you know, yeah the art you book, know. the whole, the whole fundam- the whole essence of Senran Kagura is to, is to encourage young males uh, to play with themselves while looking at big-breasted women. <laughs> I mean, that's that's... That's what Sunrun Kagura is all about. Yeah. And, you know, if you're if you're gonna be honest about the content, if you're if you're gonna be honest about what this whole thing is about, if you're gonna be honest to the fact that you have games on your store where you render people into multiple chunky ragu bits on a consistent basis, um the idea of this type of censorship really doesn't make sense in the grander scale of things. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Is anybody? You know, do you guys have a have a uh, uh, a different perspective on this? Because no, you're right. <laughs> I, I I agree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll have to see what happens with Sony. We'll see what their policy. Hopefully, there's no games that uh, you know we like, you know, or games that uh, you know we're fervent fans of. But we'll have to see what other a part of their policies are. I just find it uh, kind of interesting that Nintendo, with the latest Senran Kagura game, pretty much has the same uh, type of stuff for the Switch, and which is that, crazy. And that, it's touch based. Yeah, it's touch based. Yeah, so. <laughs> So, See, that is kind of weird. Of this makes, none of this makes any sense. It, <laughs> it, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, Sony holds the L on this one. Mm. All right. Other news this week or this episode. 
Uh, game I'm looking forward to coming out beginning of next year, coming out in December in Japan, Got Eater 3. Uh, they uh, announced that they're having an eight-player co-op assault mission feature on there. So imagine a Monster Hunter-type game with eight-player co-op on there. So on there uh so they did show the mode off in a video on there uh it's going to be playable in a demo that was released on the japanese playstation store uh, but will only be available on october 20th and on 21st on there so also the uh version of god eater 3 which is coming out in the u.s will get dual audio once it is released here so if you prefer japanese uh voiceovers it'll, you have your choice between the two which is the first for the series on there so um you know they they were showing it off at the recent new york comic-con at uh, bando namkai's uh, Bandai Namco's booth. <laughs> Say that three times real fast. On there. So, on there. So we're looking forward to this one. Uh, this one's actually not being developed by the same team that developed God Eater One and Two. They're working on Kavane. So this is being handled by uh, the team at Marvelous on here. So we'll have to see uh, if they're up to snuff as far as creating the uh, usual four-player God Eater action that we're used to on there. So. On that, any thoughts, you guys, on God Eater at all? I know it's something that I know you're a fan of the series, Kevin. Yep, and I will be getting this day one uh, once the Western release uh, is announced, uh, on that, and it hits the shelves. So definitely, and I did see the uh, the assault mission, and it looks pretty intense. Um, you can tell that the uh, monsters or monster that you're all fighting has been amped up both in uh, attack pattern and in uh, hit points. So the it, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. Uh, the, 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 the monsters, I don't know who that what they were fighting, but uh, it was kind of slapping all, all of them around pretty good. <laughs> so I'm actually really looking forward to that. Really looking forward to that. I think I think as I've said before, God Eater uh, it, it was, you know, I, I like the idea of the Monster Hunter uh, mechanic. I just didn't like the way, you know, the thing that made other people love that series, I didn't like. And God Eater kind of streamlined everything for me and made that kind of play a lot more enjoyable. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing three. Yeah. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't played two that much. I mean, I'd be grateful to go back and play two a little bit before three comes out so yeah i have two i i've started two. i think i'm maybe several hours in but i have not finished i have not finished two uh i thoroughly enjoyed uh the the what was it god eater revolution resurrection resurrection yeah man i i love that game and i i i completed that and enjoyed every second of that so so yeah man anytime all right. Yeah, maybe we'll have to think about it. Listeners, if you want to play God Eater 2, if you're interested, just let us know because kind of need that, uh, you know, four-player, like kind of Monster Hunter-esque type itch to be scratched. And I'm thinking, you know, unless G-Rank is introduced <laughs> soon for Monster Hunter World, probably this would probably be a good way for us to kind of transition to God Eater 3 by playing God Eater 2 a little bit. I don't know how you feel, Desmond, about God Eater or... Meh. I did. I didn't dislike it. <laughs> gotcha. 
I mean, I just there's just I felt that there was just more meat in uh, Monster Hunter than God Eater yeah. Burst, but hey. you know, I'll definitely you know y'all want to play it, I'll play it. <laughs> All right. Now, like it's not it's like twenty bucks at GameStop, so it's not like it's <laughs> exactly. So it's uh, like yeah, yeah, fifteen bucks or sixteen dollars if you have the Elite Pro. So I mean, it's not barrier the entry is not not big on there. So. All right, and other news that caught my eye, uh, Conan Exiles is trucking along on here. I have not tried this game yet, but uh, um, they have a free update, which is coming, which will allow you to be able to uh, obtain pets. And they stated that pets and taming are important new features for the gameplay in Conan Exiles. This is something for the, the players have been asking for and very excited to finally be able to bring it. To them, um, you have to head out in the world and either find an animal egg or a baby, put them in your animal pen, and then make sure you feed them properly. Once grown up, they could become your trusty companions in battle or even useful in the production of materials from tigers to rhinos. There's different, many different pets to tame, and if you feed them right, you might be able to even get a rare version of that animal on there. So, <laughs> so not only are you Roaming the wastelands like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and whatnot, you know, you're able to go ahead and uh, get animal companions out there. So, on there, um, they do have also a DLC coming out October 17th. That's called the Savage Frontier Pact. Uh, the DLC is going to cost ten bucks. Uh, basically, it'll be able to expand your world on there including more pet skins new equipment and new building pieces and also a um new dungeon called midnight grove is going to be added on there so so and basically the uh, game's available for ps4 xbox one and pc on there so and the savage frontier pack dlc pack which is already available on pc will come to uh, ps4 and xbox one on said date, October seventeenth, on there. So, on there. So, uh, I don't know if anyone out there is playing this. Uh, I know Desmond, you in the past have talked about checking this game out. I would only play this game if one of you were playing it. Oh, any thoughts about Conan Exiles, Kevin, or is just like, eh? Um, have to play. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I really have the time to devote to this this style of game because it sounds like like a major time sink. Um, yeah, so I I don't know, um, and I haven't really seen or researched enough of it to tell to be able to tell if it would be the type of game that I want to play. Because if I got to micromanage resources uh, in an action game, uh, that that's kind of a turnoff for me. Well, it lends itself to its MMO nature, of course, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to see if maybe you could bust out and check this out and take a look. I have a, Is I, it free so, to play? It's not free to play, no. Okay. Well, yeah, you spend the fact. money and then and then you can play the game, so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, there, there's no monthly surcharge to play it. Okay. No. Yeah, it's a one and done. Like, I think it's on sale this weekend on PSN for twenty seven ninety nine. I think it's the going rate for this game, so... So it depends if you're interested or not. So maybe we'll have to talk after this podcast. Who knows? <laughs> All right. And other news that caught my eye, the game that uh, Square Enix announced during E3 this year, The Quiet Man, has a release date and a trailer that came out on there. So, And it will be coming out on November 1st. 
on there. Um, it's coming out for both um, PS4 and PC on there. It's going to be a downloadable title, so it's not coming out physically on there. Um, so I don't know if you remember this, uh, but uh, this is something that is about a blind protagonist and looks like a beat em up on there, and it kind of introduces both, uh, uh, you know, video gameplay and also, um, you know, as far as uh, actual graphical gameplay as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I uh, I saw, I remember, I remember that it was a it was a pretty brief trailer, as I recall, at E3. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be uh, be paying attention to this one. Yeah, there's definitely something that was busting up uh, on online, at least at Gamescom, with another trailer. So I'll have to take a look at that for sure. Mm-hmm. On that, and then also just aside, a couple other announcements. Uh, they uh, shoot them up from East Asia Soft. Fast Tracker has a release date of October 16th. On there, this is a game that was originally released for Neo Geo MVS, like kind of a side mission. But the, this game looks interesting. On there, it's a a, a shoot 'em up. Basically, I don't want to say it's a bowl of hell shoot 'em up. It's more like an old school, a top down scroller. So I'll have to take a look at this. This comes out October 16th. I did get a free code to review this for the show, so I'll be talking about this next episode. But definitely check it out. We'll be talking about it next episode. So. And uh, that will do it for all the news I have this week or this okay. episode. So, <laughs> Sounds good. We thank you for that information you brought to us. Uh, contact. You can contact the Gaming Vessels podcast uh, at our email, which is gamingvessels at gmail.com. We can be reached in the Twitter sphere. Um, my Twitter is... At Shonuff71, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. Dez, you are the Nemo 6. That's correct. T-H-E-N-E-M-O, the number 6. Joe can be found at, um, you're Mr., you're, are you, you're on Twitter? uh, On Twitter? Yeah, Yeah. on Twitter, I'm Joe Fungul. Joe Fungul, F-O-N-G-U-L, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting... My, my my tags are mixed up. <laughs> uh, on PlayStation Network, I can be reached at Shonuff7, S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 7. Dez can be reached at Nemotigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And Joe can be reached at Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. Uh, on Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071. Same spelling with the number 071. Dez, you are Nemo Tigger as well on yep. Xbox. I am. And Joe, you are Mr. Fongul. Correct, yeah. All right. So M R F O N G U L there on the Xbox uh on, on Xbox Live there. Um and with that, um I think we're gonna bring this show to a close. And we thank you all for listening to us. Also, folks, remember that we are an interactive podcast. We want to hear from you guys. If you'd like to be on the show, uh, like to discuss something that you heard us say on the, on the show, either call, pull, you know, uh, call us on the carpet for something we said or, or, or just to share your opinion on gaming in general, 
be sure to hit us up at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's going to be the primary contact for any interaction with us on the show. If you want to even be a show, be on the show as a guest and uh, mix it up with us as we talk about our favorite hobby. So, gentlemen, thank you again for joining for uh, joining me on this on this episode. It's always a, a pleasure talking games with you. And I think we'll end it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll catch you next time. Peace.